the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson. I had a great weekend in New York. I got to hang out with our friend Jay Ruane not once but twice. We saw the Dave Matthews Band live in concert at the end of their tour at Madison Square Garden. It was an epic show. Then the next day, my son Yusuf had come up and we went to see To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway, which was a total blast. And then we got to see the Jets get their asses kicked on Sunday, 45 to three. They came back and scored two mop-up touchdowns, but in my mind, I consider it a 45 to three loss. So you had so much fun. You had, you were with some great people, right? You, you, Russ, and Jay. Yeah, um, Russ was there. Like if I were at a Chiefs game, I would be miserable. Like was it miserable or were you having a lot of fun still? Well, Jay, Jay got us a luxury box, which was great. And that was a real blast. And just being with those guys was fun. Getting to see Jay's kids and Russ's kids and both of their spouses was real fun. Jay's wife is a trip. When I went to look for Gary V, because Jay thought he knew which section Gary V usually sits in, but I couldn't find him. It was his birthday, so he probably didn't want to hang out with those loser Jets the whole day. But anyway, I went looking for him, and that's when they scored those mop-up touchdowns. So when I came back, Jay's wife started yelling at me to get out of the luxury box because good things happen when I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how me and Becca feel, too. Uh, yeah. Just good things happen over Jim's got Just people. No, so yeah, I, so I'm actually on my way to St. Louis, going to be doing an interview with for Jason Corner. Jason Corner is a DWI lawyer in St. Louis, and he wants me to do an interview to kind of talk about why we refer cases and stuff. So fun little thing. So do it as a you to, Why do you have to drive all the way to St. Louis to do that? Uh, it's one of those in-person interviews, one of those professional-looking videos. Oh, so, nice. Why so can't do it via Zoom? It's uh, yeah, one of those nice little video montage. Well, I have a big topic for us today. I know. I was, I'm curious to see what your angle is, but let's hear it. So this is a new thing that I've been working on, and I think it might even rise to the level of some of our favorite things like polishing the silverware and stopping the bullshit. And so I've been playing around with this question, and I've been actually been playing around with it for a few years. And it's, it's a basic question, so it sort of might be surprising to people how much time I've spent thinking about it. But the question is four words and stick with me for a minute. So the words are, what do I want? 
those four words. What do I want? And when I'm talking about it or when I'm thinking about what do I want, I have found it very interesting to use my inflection differently four different ways to emphasize one word each time. And I think that if we go through each one, it's really sort of a revealing thing that I think could help a lot of our big group members, our guild members for sure. Because I think that a lot of people are afraid to ask what they want. And I think a lot of people feel guilty for wanting things. And I want us, and I think we have, to build a community where it's okay to figure out what you want. You know, some people want a small firm that runs really, really well. Some people want a big firm. Some people want to work, you know, handling cases. Some people want to handle the marketing. Some people want to, you know, chase that perhaps mythical law firm that runs on its own, right? I don't know if that's achievable, but, you know, everyone has different things that they want. But the purpose of this podcast is I want to give everybody permission to figure out what it is that they want and to say it out loud. So, What do you think about that before I get into each of the inflections? I mean, I think it's great. I think you hit on a lot of different points. The main one uh, that strikes a chord, and I think strikes a chord with everyone, is that people are afraid to ask for what they want, and they're guilty. They feel guilty about asking for what they want, and so they sacrifice a lot of their dreams because of that. So I think that that's uh, an important point. I'm curious to see what you're talking about when it comes to the inflection. I think I know what you mean, but give me, let's jump right in. What, give me some examples. So we're starting with what you said, you break it down to what do I want? So yeah, but give, we'll start with yeah. what? So the first one is what do I want? And I think when you focus on the what word that gives you the ability to view the whole canvas as blank. You know, what are all the possibilities when you ask about, when you focus on what, what do I want? You know, where what is emphasized, I think you're able to think about each of the things that you might want. Like you've been watching other lawyers, you've been seeing what they do, you know, forever. One thing that I wanted was a basement. And what I mean by that is when the first time I visited Price Benowitz and I talked to Seth, I saw what he had in the basement as far as his intake team, his leads team, his marketing down in the basement, and I wanted a basement. So when you think about what, what do I want? It's like, what are all the possibilities of the things that I could want for my life, for my firm, for my family, for my parents, for the people that work with me? You know, what is it that I want? All right. So the what, the what do I want? Okay. So what do I want? How many, like, I'm going to kick this back to you for a second. How many people do you actually think think about the things that they actually want, like the things that they want, like the what of, of it? Like, is it something where people actually sit down and think about, do you think, or is it something like just in the back of their mind, just like, oh, I wish I had that? Well, as I mentioned at the end of the conference, I think we all need to spend more time in our comfy chair with our feet up on the ottoman or the footrest and you know, having maybe a little notebook and just thinking about what we want. So I think that other than money or other than more cases, I don't know how much pre-planning goes into it for a lot of people. And, and you know, the people that do, you know, like Jay Ruane's been on this mission for a while to, you know, find someone to get completely out of the practice. And if anyone's close, he's the closest because he has like 1500 systems. He has people running all different things. And so, but he's in that position now because 10 years ago, he started, you know, with the end in mind and started thinking about what do I want and what does it look like? 
And how do I get there? And he, he reverse engineered it. Jay's really big on reverse engineering. And so that's something I think that you're right. Most people don't do enough of. And as the creator of our lives, we're the only ones who can do it for ourselves. No one else is going to do that for us. Well, see, that was a trick question. By oh. the way. I actually, I think, I think the opposite is true. Oh. I think people spend too much time thinking about the things that they want. And to the point where the question is not, what do I want? It should be, what is the most important thing I should be focusing on that I want? You know what I yeah. mean? And so I think, I think that comes many from, I, want. I think that comes from the do. Cause when you say, what do I want? Then you've had your list of, you know, what's, you know, my what's are all the possibilities and do, what do I want? I think there you get into, you know, on this whole big canvas, what are the things that I want? And I think that that gets to your point is that we get to that big canvas with everything painted on it, but then we don't pick and choose the things that we can work on. I mean, I think so much of what we have problems with is because we're trying to do too much and we're not saying no enough, like you were saying the other day and not narrowing our focus. So we have everything that's on the canvas now, but now we need to say, okay, I'm going to do number 13, number nine, number 26 and number four. I like it. All right. So we've got our canvas with the what's. All right. I kind of like using like the do I together, but I get why, why you have the I separately. I almost want to use do I and then I separately. So do I like, do I, do I really want to do all these things? So yeah, you can use it in a variety of different ways, but I, I would do what do I, I what, but so do I, I, I do like the whole idea of the filtering process because I do think that the majority of people, they know the things that they should be doing. They really do know it, right? They, they've got all these things, but they know that there's like these top priorities and they don't do them for some reason. I think having them go through this exercise will help them narrow it down and actually say, hey, I need to stop doing these other things. But when, we, when it comes to the other things, I, I do think it's important that you're not saying that you give those things up forever, right? You're just saying that you're not doing those things right now. It's what do I want, but it's also, you know, what do I want right now? What do I want that's most important? There's some other questions that you have to ask. But So we have the what's, we have the do, okay, what do we actually want to do? Do I want to do these things? But now we got to get to the I, right? We're like, okay, is this really what I want to do? Or am I doing it for other people? Am I picking up where you're going with this? Right. You're going right where I'm going. And I like the double emphasis on I. I'm totally happy with using I twice. So what do I? And then I. Yeah. So with the I, um, this is the part where the permission really comes into play. You know, you really are an artist in creating the life that you want. You Whatever life you have now, whatever law firm you have now, that's what you created. That's the end result of past thinking, right? And so what Tyson and I want to do is empower you as a law firm owner to say out loud, to write it down, to put it up on, you know, nail it on the door like Martin Luther, whatever it takes for you once you've identified what it is that I want. What do I want? And and it's okay to want, and it's okay to think about yourself. Not okay to think about yourself all the time, not okay to punish other people for your choices, but it's okay to have the experience and the thought process of I, of, of what do I want? And I, it doesn't matter what other people want, what do I want for my life? You know, I, I think that's, that's awesome. I think it's really, really important, both personally and professionally. I do think there's an added step. So you, you got to 
you know, first obviously figure out what it is that you want, right? That's crucial. You got to figure all that out and write it out. But I think you also need to make sure that your teams know what it is you want. You can't just be in your head. You can't just assume that they know what you want. And in part of this comes from, I just read Vivid Vision. It's, uh, you know, and Vivid Vision, they talked about making sure that you, you, know, you get it out of writing, make sure that your team knows about it. And that's something that I'm actually working on myself to make sure I get out to the team what it is that I want. And that's all going to be, we have a big launch that we're going to do December 15th is like our big launch. So I'm, I'm going to make sure everyone knows that. But going through this process is fantastic. I, I, I like this, what do I want exercise. The, the I part of it is, you can't just say, what do I say? What, you know, I want this. This is what I want, but then keep it to yourself. Because if you don't, you don't tell other people, you know, and, I, and it's not one of those things where you have to tell other people so you can accomplish your goals. That's what I'm talking about. If you've got a vision for your firm, these things that you want for your firm, you've got to convey that to your team. Otherwise, it will just sit on your whiteboard for years and nothing will happen. And that's what a lot of people do. They've got this idea for their firms and they don't tell people about it and then they get pissed off and they get frustrated about it whenever their employees don't do the things that they want. It's crucial. I think it's a crucial element is conveying that to your team. Yeah. And a lot of people don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that. They don't know even how to do that. They're reluctant to do it, but I think it is important. And I do think it's important for, I mean, one, I think just saying it out loud and writing it down, it becomes concrete. And you'd be really surprised if you sit down and figure out, you know, all the changes that you've made. And when you get to the end or when you get to the next plateau and you see, man, this is what I said I wanted. Like for me, I said that I wanted to be working a few hours in the day, hanging out in San Diego a lot and and coaching people and like I'm getting there. Right. So I think there's some special power in getting it out of your head where it's not just you, you know, saying to yourself, this is what I want and hoping somehow that you get there. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. So the one part of this component, is this sort of like the go-giver where you've got to be willing to receive? Is that what the one part of it is? Maybe. I was thinking more with want that this is where you get to play. What do I want? Like of all these things that we've talked about and we've focused on the me and we focus on the possibilities, what do I want? So our needs are met. We're assuming that our needs are met. We're now past needs. Whenever I think about want, I think about needs, right? So, you know, now I'm in the real part of creativity. I've drilled down and now I get to figure out like, how do I reverse engineer this? How do I get moving towards what I want? You know, how do I bring into reality the thoughts that I've had? And it's not your favorite manifesting. It's more about reverse engineering. And, you know, these are the things I said I want. This is the kind of life that I want. What can I do now to start moving towards that so it's not some big thing in the future where I'm retiring and my life is all great, but that how do I, you know, what are all the ways that I could get to where I want to go and what's the best way to do it? 
All right. So the, the wants are the needs. The wants are the wants. Is that how I'm I'm looking at this? The what, no. What's the needs? No. no, I'm just. I just think with with wants, we're we're past needs. Like this is orchestrating your life. This is you know future pacing. This is you know knock on wood. My kids are healthy. My family's good. My bills are paid, and now I'm sort of operating it almost like in our maximum law minimum time sort of stage four. Like like where am I going to fit into all this? Where's my role? What's my unique ability? What can I continue to bring to the organization or to the dream? Right and and this is where I get to say no to stuff. I don't, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that either. Mm. Yeah, I, I posted in the guild about like no's, like, I, like, like what, what are the things you start saying no to? And like, I've got a sticky note on my computer that just says no. Just a reminder, just to say no to things. But, and that's one of the things that, you know, I guess once you get to the one, you can start talking about the things, okay, what do I want to actually start, start saying no to? So I like that. No, I do. This is sort of into the David Nagel territory, too, where he's, he's told a bunch of people to go buy first class tickets, you know, because you got to start living that life that you want. I think that there is, um, I think there's a lot of good that can come from that. I, I think it's good. I do like the whole idea of using the want to dream for the, for, about the things that you actually want, you know, out of your life. And maybe this is the part of the exercise where people start to break out of the, the fear that they have when it comes to the whole planning and getting locked into the day to day and all that. And I, I do like this part of the exercise where you, you get away from now. Like, these are the things I truly want for my life, for my firm. I, I like this. I like this exercise, Jim. This is, this is fun. It's fun, and it's how, how often have you been doing this? Like, I feel like you've given us a lot of thought. I have given it a lot of thought, but I just started playing around with it because you know we're getting ready for our firm retreat tomorrow. Is tomorrow, and you know, as part of that, I'm going to start with my why and talk about my why, and I'm going to end with a little bit of you know what I want and what I envisioned and and how we got here. And so, yeah, you're right. Sharing it is big, and but yeah, I do. I play around with it a lot, and and listen to listen ask yourself the question at various times during the day or even when people present you with an opportunity to do something and you know just what do i want like does this match what i want mm, i don't know or yeah it does or yeah it's hell yeah you know no it's, i think it's a good little uh i would say mantra but a little phrase you can use throughout the day and, and, and you know, what do i want like you can use that to answer a lot of different questions right let's say that something comes under your desk and you're like eh, what do i want does this fit in with what i want no. Okay. Good. Get, uh, we need to get rid of it. Um, I do think it's a it's a fun exercise. I can't I can't wait to play with it after the podcast. It'll be good. Awesome. Wow. We're kind of nearing the end. Anything else you want to add about what do I want? I like it. No. Just you know. I think you and I spend a lot of time talking to a lot of law firm owners, and there's a lot of talking about what I deserve. And I think that people sell themselves short on what they think they deserve. That I, that's a word that I've struggled with a lot with my therapist and a word that I generally don't like is like when people talk negatively to each other, I think it's either they say to themselves, I deserve something bad to happen to me or I don't deserve something good to happen to me. And this rubric that we came up with just sort of throws that lie into the trash heap and you know, it's future pacing. It's, you know, it allows you to get past the urgency of the moment or, you know, the demons of the past. And it just lets, sets you up for, you know, forget all that deserve bullshit and just get to, 
you know, what do I want to orchestrate? I'm going to work as hard as I can to bring about this reality. I might not get there, but if I'm not pointed in that direction, I'm never going to get there. Yeah, something you just touched on, I, I think it's really, really important. So, and, and Jason Selk talks a lot about it. And a lot of what I preach is, you know, Jason Selk stuff, but a lot of it starts with that negative self-talk. Like confidence is a huge factor when it comes to success. And a lot of that begins with that negative self-talk that you just mentioned. And if you can reverse that one thing, you stop that negative self-talk, you will change your trajectory. It is that simple because you will just, whatever you think about expands. You talked about that too. So if you think about negative things, guess what? More negative things are going to come in your life. is how it is. If you think about more, if you focus more on positive things and we'll use um, someone like a, um, take an example of like a negative coworker. I, I think we've all had a negative coworker. And think about all of everything that centers around that negative coworker whenever they're, they, when they're complaining about things, when they're talking to, talking to other employees about negative things, and it just kind of spreads. Now reverse that. Let's change it. Let's say that that is a positive coworker, a coworker that you love being around. I'll, I'll call it like the Mark Hammers of the world, right? The, the, someone like Mark Hammer, you walk into the room with him and he instantly lights up your life, right? He's just a positive person. That is the power of positivity versus negativity. And so I, I do think that just, I know, I don't think, I know, I know that if you will just change that one little thing, focus on the positive part of your life, all this other stuff, will begin to sort of smooth over. And, and Jason talked about how just changing the way your brain works, kind of like thinking like a lawyer, right? We, we learn about that whenever we go to law school, thinking like a lawyer. Think like a positive person. Think like a successful person. And things will change for me. So, all right, I'll, I'll get off my stump. We're ready to wrap things up. Anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Remind everyone to go to the Facebook group if you want to join us there. There are over 5,000 numbers, uh, a lot of great activity every single day. There, I don't know maybe dozens of posts a day now. A lot of great information being shared. If you want a more high-level conversation, join us in the Guild, maxlawguild.com. Uh, remember to also get your tickets for MaxLawCon 2022. Go to maxlawcon2022.com. It will be in June of next year in St. Charles, Missouri. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? So Jay and Brendan and I went out to dinner beforehand and we went to this Brazilian steakhouse and Jay said, Jimmy, this is much better than any Brazilian steakhouse you've been to because the people that run it are actually Brazilian and they, they know how to do it right. So, but he said, watch this. So apparently there's these little sausages that Brendan really likes that they have at the place. Now I know you're not eating meat, but this, this is like the worst place ever for you. But Jay said, watch this. And so the first guy that came over with Brendan's little sausages, Jay slipped him a $20 bill. And those guys did not leave us alone the rest of the night. Like they were dropping off meat left and right all day long. And like we, even when, you know, I don't know if you've ever been, but you turn the card to green if you want meat and red if you want it off. Even when it was off, they were still stopping by to bring Brendan and sausages. So Jay told me about an article, which I've since read called the $20 millionaire. It's from Esquire. It's basically this guy tested how nice and comfortable he could make his life by handing out $20 bills. And it really works. Now, earlier that night, when I checked into the Westin, they said, oh, Mr. Hacking, because my son was coming to be with me and we needed two separate beds. And, oh, Mr. Hacking, we have you in a king. I said, oh, that's not going to work. Oh, but when I first walked up to the counter, I had slipped her my credit card, my driver's license and a $20 bill. I just handed it to her. So she said, oh, I don't know, Mr. Hacking, I don't know what we're going to do. And she said, but hold on a second. So she went back to talk to the manager. And she said, Mr. Hacking, would it be okay if we put you up 
in the presidential suite? And I said, oh, yes, for sure. That would be just fine. So the presidential suite it was. And then to thank her, I gave her another $20 bill. So you can get a whole lot of life lived in a very nice and comfortable way by making other people happy with $20 bills. I love that tip. I'm going to start uh, using that. It's easier for Gay Ruay because he's got you know, all that cash from criminal defense money. So it's, uh, <laughs> I think I'll pull some 20s out of the of the ATM. I like it. My tip of the week is sort of teased it uh, during this podcast, but one of the things that you're going to start saying, Noach, there are uh, a lot of just very successful people that they, they, part of the reason why that they became successful was by saying no to things and things that if you really start to think, I started to like think about my week, like the things that I can start to say no to to free up my time. And it's quite drastic how much time I can free up by just saying no to the little things. So if I start to say no to you, if you ask me for something, I'm sorry. But uh, one of the things that you can say no to, it's, uh, it's a really simple thing, but I think it's a really effective piece. Jimbo, we have a double day, so uh, I will uh, talk to you in a couple hours. But as always, good talking to you and great topic. I love it. A lot of fun. Peace, brother. See you, man. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.